0: you mm-hmm. everybody? You are listening to List It, the show where me and a guest rank and list some of our favorite things in a different category of topics or pop culture. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. Things don't get heated. That's part of the fun of the show. We can debate things. <laughs> the, 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 the working motto of the show is making arguing on the Internet fun because we argue about things that don't really matter. And I'm very excited for my guest today. He is oh a, he's a rapper, he's an artist, he's an activist. He is a scholar. It's fair to say scholar, right, Prop? I'll take that. Take scholar. He is a pour-over coffee enthusiast. He's also yes. the host of the uh, co-host of the Red Couch podcast, which you should all listen to. Even if, okay, if you haven't listened to Red Couch yet, pause this podcast and go download <laughs> that and listen to it first. Because unlike this podcast, after you're done listening to Red Couch, you're going to be more well-informed and more educated about very important issues. Uh, I'm very excited to welcome my good buddy, Propaganda Prop. Welcome to the show, Yo, man.
1: What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? It's funny, man, because I feel like you're trying to put a... You're trying to put a barbershop on the internet. And,
0: like, <laughs> usually arguing over lists yeah. where I come from is like this is gonna go horribly. This, this is this is where barbershop meets BuzzFeed. Like just, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's it, that's the I like it. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the slogan. I'm gonna change that's the little the log line to barbershop yes. meets uh, uh, BuzzFeed. Now, yes. now, Prop, before we jump in the show, I wanna talk about a couple things you got going on. Uh and yes. is it okay to announce that you have a book? that is in the works absolutely okay book and an album and i can say
1: now uh depending on when this comes out there is a coffee um book
0: album coffee okay let's uh, before we get to the show i i need okay are they all related like topically yeah
1: okay yeah they're all called terraform
0: okay tell me about the the vision for the project so terraform um
1: the book is a collection of like poetry and and short story, um, based, based on this idea. So like any, you know, coffee nerd or not coffee nerd, any science fiction nerd would know like the term terraform. It's when you find a distant planet and you want to make it habitable for human life, be able to support human life. So that's the process of doing that. What we're, what we're, what we're hoping to do on Mars. Right. Uh, so I took that idea and said, okay, well, what if we did that here? What if we made earth more livable, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because going into the year we are now, clearly it's <laughs> becoming not
0: yeah. Right. more and more every
1: couple of weeks. <laughs> it's yeah. becoming more less and less livable. Yeah. So, so, but the idea that like we do this, we, we build it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether it's, um, whether it's, if you think about it, like socioculturally, like we build the world we live in like we tell the better we tell better stories we treat the ground better we treat each other better and that's what makes the world livable so um it's sort of a challenge to have like uh you know more of a prophetic imagination like like imagine a better future and then let's do the steps to make that happen so that's what like the that's the book and the album are, are kind of around that and then the coffee um as a the the dry coffee is a is a uh, partnership with this company called Onyx Roasters okay. in believe it or not Fayetteville Arkansas, which apparently they call themselves the area that they're in the NWA. Let that sit for a while. I was gonna
0: say Arkansas NWA is not the first association I have.
1: Northwest Arkansas.
0: Okay.
1: so when that fool said, "Yeah, man, you don't come to the NWA, it's dope," I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 is this a trap?" Yeah, you not do not don't ever in my presence. Yeah. Call your area NWA, no. <laughs> okay? Just don't don't do it in my presence. It's okay that y'all call it that. Yeah. Just don't ever say it to me. Yeah, okay? exactly. And, well, <laughs>
0: and I should say to people, we're going to be talking about movies set in LA, and I think NWA could or may or may not make some appearance on this show. So absolutely. Yeah. So there's yes. more context for that. But so so the coffee company in in Arkansas, how how did you connect with them?
1: Uh, do Pour Gummy Fridays, okay. um, and just being around the coffee scene. Uh, I made it a point in in the coffees that I was highlighting to find uh black, indigenous, or person of color, like either owned or operated roasters. Yeah. Um, whether it was like the head roaster, the owner, whatever the case may be, I want to support people of color in coffee, yeah. you know. Um, and Bear is their basically their head of marketer and and roaster who's like just in the coffee scene is just like a legend, yeah. you know. Um so we had just stuck up a friendship and then, um, you know, I did the feature on them. They were one of the highest like purchase of all the weeks we did for Porigami Fridays. Yeah. They're one of the highest uh, featured. They were already partners with Mir, who makes my cups. And so then he shot an email like, yo, let's just do a, let's do a roast on you. Oh, nice. And I was like, all right. You're gonna roast me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, we went in for the roast, and they and they we really roasted it roast. good. And then they roasted coffee. Well, How much? Did, how much creative did you have in the roasting process? Like, could you tell oh, them what bro, kind of flavor? Well, I flavor told profile? them the region
1: I was looking for, uh, the type of like drinks I would like. They sent me a a two bit two five pound bags that A and B it to be like, yo, no okay, way. this is the region. Yeah, yeah, this is the region. Here's the way we roasted it one way. Here's the way we roasted it the other way. What do you think? I picked it. I picked the one I like. I told them like the flavor notes from like what I was tasting. They did theirs. We put together the packaging. And uh yeah, so this is like legit, like it's not like I'm just walking in like,
0: hey, check it out. Yeah. You know, chock full of nuts. Yeah. 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 Chock full of nuts. It's it's yeah. legit handcrafted artisan coffee. So yes. when, when how can people get the album, the book, and the coffee?
1: Well, the album and the book the album and the book are you, I mean, that's not till next year. Okay. Um, maybe the album might be sooner, but the, the coffee, com backslash coffee.
0: Oh, it's already for sale?
1: Uh, it will be okay, by sweet. the time this comes out. Yeah. Because I'm going to put it on pre-sale Friday.
0: Oh, nice. Well, dude, yes. well, if you're listening to this show, everyone needs to go. I'm going to go buy some as soon as we hang up. As you can see, Rob, we've, we've drank a lot of cups of coffee to get together. Yes. And usually yes. I feel like, uh, when you see me preparing my own coffee, you're, you're, you're being nice, but I can I see you cringing just because I'm like dumping hazelnut creamer into something that you came know, off of like, one of the, like clearly burned beans that are not yes. like, and, I, and there, I was like, I think there's two filters. So I mean, one, i don't really care like wait, yeah. wait, it's, it's like all the coffee pots i use are those glass pots that have that weird yellow stain right at the very bottom like i totally. can see you cringe whenever i pour a cup of coffee but you, i've had you make me a cup of coffee before yes and you you grind it, it you, like it is a whole experience dude from yeah. like the aroma to like the texture everything about it is fun so 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 if so if i order that is that the kind of experience i'm in for for the terraform uh
1: coffee? the coffee will be
0: at a quality for that
1: now the preparation the brewing is on you that's user mm. choice well, i might dealer's choice hey so you can <laughs> you can do it as much as you want but like every week there are at least 15 episodes on my instagram where i'm showing you how to do this at home so uh, you, you can
0: you overestimate how good i you underestimate how good i am at messing easy things up that's my only I, concern
1: I am well aware of that.
0: <laughs> we and... went, prop. We were in a, we were on a fly fishing boat one time, and I think yeah. we pulled over. You, were you on my boat? I think no. Your boat was no. Next we to ours. came and can catch up to your boat. <laughs> yeah. This is how, like, we're on the Bighorn River, one of the premier fishing spots in the world, and we have it's like it's bucket list for people. Yeah, it, it, people <laughs> like, fly yeah. in from all over the world. We have like these guides who know every nook and cranny of the river. My boat and props boat pulled over within 300 yards of launching and just chilled out on the banks all day
2: drinking we coffee we
1: just drank and ate sandwiches all day and we're all day and this is like it's movie level pristine <laughs> this is a movie set it shouldn't be this beautiful yeah and it's like people save up their whole life to go fish on this lake yeah or, or this river. river yeah
0: yeah and but that's how just, bad I am at fishing. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm going like, to tap you know out. It's cool. Leave it to the experts. I'm going to chill out. So, But if if your videos at, at Prop Hip Hop are, are yes. as as intuitive as you say, then I should be a master in no time. So You should be fine. All right. Well, everyone needs to check out Terraform. Check out at Prop Hip Hop on Instagram and on Twitter and PropHipHop.com for the latest. All right. So, yep. Prop, I, I had you in mind for yep. this episode. So, I, okay. I want to tell you how the show works real quick. Like you said, it's, okay. it's sort of barbershop meets listicle. And and each episode, yep. me and my guests each prepare our own list of on a certain topic, right? Yeah. And so uh, how it works is you go first from from your fifth choice to your first choice. And if we okay. have any intersect, I'll jump in and kind of talk about why my where that one made it on my list, and I'll read the rest of okay. my list. Now, I had I, I've done a handful of episodes and I really wanted to do a movie episode with you about okay. movies in LA. Because yes. one you're, you were not only, you're, how many generations Southern California are you? Uh, three. Three generations, born and raised. You know, yes. I feel like every aspect of LA culture, from like the music scene, to like the art scene, to the movie scene, I feel like you have a really yeah. good sense of what makes LA so special, and especially like, what's
1: happening. I'm sorry, I was just saying, I was like, I might be five generations, because my great grandma, my great, great grandma was the one to move here.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, great, great. Yeah, so that's three or four at least. Um, Yeah. But the cool thing about LA movies are... Every movie, like obviously LA is the setting for a lot of movies because the industry is yeah, there. Totally. But I feel like what makes good LA movies versus okay ones where the movie just happens to be set there is in good ones, LA becomes a character in the movie.
1: I was gonna say that LA's one of the characters. And, yep.
0: And 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 I feel like a lot of people take for granted how many movies they've seen that take place in LA where it's sort of secondary, where you see yeah. what's the river with like the big concrete banks that's always LA River. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should know, LA River. But I feel like the L.A. River is like in half the movies set in L.A. There's at least one car chase scene or, or like, yeah, totally, you know, fight or something down there. But the really good L.A. movies not only showcase L.A.'s what I feel like their diversity, but just how yeah. like sometimes how weird and awesome L.A. is at the same time. Because it Absolutely. really is kind of one of the most interesting cities in the world
1: uh amen
0: <laughs> job, just like yes yeah,
1: correct yeah and I, and I was gonna say like that's what I was gonna say like the, even when I think about my list I'm thinking about things where like LA is one of the I was gonna say that I, I picked these because LA or specifically just Southern California is one of the characters yeah and it's like so there are things that like are there's some stuff that's like in a movie like this is over the top you're trying to prove to me you're in Los Angeles yeah this is cheesy And then there's other parts that are like, I can tell a local or a native was on the writing team Mm. because the way that they're showing this part and mentioning this thing is like, okay, that's a deep cut or that's how we relate to this particular location. Not just like, oh, that looks cool. You know what I'm saying?
0: And, And when I was putting it on my list, I noticed like there are some writers, some screenwriters that are LA natives that just show up over and over again, like David Ayer. Like, he uh-huh. he co-wrote, like, Fast and Furious, but he also yeah. directed, or wrote Training Day. And then he also yeah. wrote, what's his new Damn one with Shia LaBeouf, where he plays, like, this kind of, like, uh, he's oh, called yeah. The Tax Collector, where he's, yeah. like, some sort of, like, uh, gangster, uh, uh, yeah. you know, drug cartel, uh-huh. uh, you know, hitman. Yeah. But, there, but there are certain writers that write an interesting side of L.A. So... I, dude, I started putting this list together and it got so long. It's like I'm. There's no way I'm going to narrow it down to five. Like yeah. there are a ton of good LA yes. movies. So, prop. Let's go, let's go ahead and jump right in. What is your number five favorite LA movie? Damn, man. It's like as soon as you said Training Day, I was like, crap. I got to change my list
1: because <laughs> I just forgot. about God. Dog. dog training
0: day man <laughs> dude well let's talk training uh. day because that made an honorable. Can we just talk it yeah. yeah yeah because because like uh training day made an honorable mention list for me and the yes. only reason okay. the only reason i could i didn't put it on my list is because i didn't know which other movies that i picked that could bump but tell me okay as an la native do you remember the first time you saw training day yes how much so for people who haven't seen it A quick synopsis, Denzel Washington is a veteran police officer in L.A. Mm -hmm. Ethan Hawkins' first day on the force. The movie takes place with 12 hours as uh, Denzel Washington, you slowly find out, is... Heavily involved in the crimes, crooked as hell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of puts uh, Ethan Hawke through this sort of uh, yeah. hell tour through Southern California. What was your What was your experience with Training Day when you first saw it?
1: So the two things for me was two the two main things for me was that his his girl was Latina, mm-hmm. which is like okay, this is really in L.A. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's that. Um, some of the locations are like me knowing off script how you can't shoot there like mm. is, like m- you have you don't you don't pull permits from the city to shoot here yeah you pull permits from the set from yeah. the hood Yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah. the actual blood gang members yeah. have to say it's okay to be here yeah you know what i'm saying and i know I know there's music videos that are like that, that like dudes like, they want to shoot like in low riders and Santa Monica. You got to, you got to check with the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or, or they finna rob every camera you got, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So like, so for me, when he shot in the jungles and then there was another part in Highland Park that I was like, Oh, you had to ask the OGs to do this. Yeah. So, that I was like, all right, this there's a level of authenticity in this film that I'm like, y'all, you guys, you guys viewed this film company was willing to pay like drug. Cartels well, and the ir- to make it happen. The, you know yeah,
0: the irony is that's sort of what the film is about. Is like that's what the film's about? The, there yeah. are unwritten rules in certain yeah. parts of of the city that look, the uh, you know, right and wrong, violence and peace kind of gets black. You know, kind of gets blurry, and that's that's kind of yeah. one of the messages of the film. All right, so so Training Day, honorable mention. I know it's tough, but what did you pick for your number five favorite LA movie? My
1: number five favorite LA movie would be. It's probably a deep cut for somebody that's not from here, but blood in blood out.
0: Blood in blood out. Uh, I, I yeah. that that I haven't seen it. Give me a quick synopsis. It's a so it's a cholo movie. Okay.
1: It's about this guy named Miklo, and they were from this crew called Vatos Locos Forever, Carnan. Right. And it takes place actually in an area that I live in now, which is uh Boyle Heights. Yeah. And Benjamin Pratt's in it, right? But so you know he's like a nice looking Puerto Rican dude, but mm-hmm. he's he's playing a cholo, so he's trying to play Mexican. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And Miklo is the main character, who's this like wedo, so he's like a white boy, but he's but he's half, he's like half Mexican. He grew up in Boyle Heights, and and it's basically him tr- coming out of prison, trying to like reacclimate with the hood and find like legitimacy in like in being this like. You know, very light skinned Mexican man in this, just entrenched to like, like, just like, it's just a, it's just, it's a hood gangster classic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it takes place in Boyle Heights, and the history of Boyle Heights is part of why this is so like. Plus, there's like lines for uh, from from this movie that like are just iconic. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Whether it was just like. And they're they're terrible, but like give me some chonchon. It's like <laughs> I mean it's bad, but it's like that fool's about to get raped in prison, yeah, so he's yeah. like give me some chonchon, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's certain scenes in this place called Cinco Puntos. It's like just this. It's a uh, like a, just like a meat market burrito, you know, Mexican food spot. Yeah. this thing called El Pino, which is this like huge. It's like two hundred year old like um, pine tree hmm. on the top of this hill that this neighborhood is built around it. You know what I'm saying? And Boyle Heights was like the center of like, just the Chicano movement, the birth of lowriders, like where we got lowriders from, right? A lot of the just like activism among like the Mexican, you know, American heritage and community, like Mariacha Plaza, like all that's in Boyle Heights. And this just took place around like, that was just a story at the time that everybody was ignoring outside of LA. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for me, that movie, like, it just told a story. It's almost like Mi vida Loca, like, you know, which I didn't mention, but it's the same it's on the same like playing field where like mi vida Loca was like took place in Echo Park, which mm. is now one of the most gentrified areas in. but yeah. that movie was about like cholas. That was about like Mexican female gangsters, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's so that's what we grew up with. You feel me? And it was cool to see it on, on screen. Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: And I feel like that's sort of a staple of a lot of the movies that are really memorable that are kind of set in LA, not just, hey, we happened to be shot here is like yeah. LA has such a unique melting pot of different yeah. cultures that coexist. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes there's that social and racial tension, but sometimes it's just these interesting dynamics form that it's yes. really fun to see play out on screen yes all right so that number five is you mm-hmm. said blood in blood out was the title of the film yes. right? all right i'm definitely uh-huh. gonna check benjamin pratt it's hard for, it is hard for me to pick as a gangster like he's he such a good well. looking man yeah <laughs> he, he didn't do it well. he looks like a yeah. like a, a just a handsome mannequin you know what, yeah. what i mean like yeah just like yeah just, and it's like if you know and
1: if you know like 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 just the latina like just the diaspora you look at him and you go Hey, bro, you're clearly Puerto Rican. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're not Mexican. Like, it's so obvious you're not. Even the way
0: you trying to speak Spanish, bro. Like, you... (laughs)
1: Hey,
0: you ain't Mexican, dog.
1: It's pretty funny. Yeah.
0: All right. So, number five, blood in, blood out. Prop, what do you got for your number four favorite L.A. Oh, I thought you was going to list yours. Oh, yeah. So, you list your... You go up through your list, and I'll list mine. If there's any crossover, I'll jump in.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Number... Five Our number four would be Break into Electric Boogaloo
0: Break into Electric <laughs> Boogaloo This is what you've all been waiting to see
1: Electric Boogaloo CO The ultimate show With Kelly Ozone and Turbo Electric Boogaloo is
2: breakdown two. Yes ooh Hi Electric Boogaloo's action. Breakdance
0: 1-U-N-T Nothing yet. I'll finish you Your friends And your whole damn neighborhood Dude Yes Hey I didn't even have Like okay I I I am so glad you've brought that because, like, yes. one, Electric Boogaloo, I remember when we were doing the relevant podcast, Cameron always goes back to, uh you know, whenever there was a sequel, it was always something yes. to Electric Boogaloo. Okay, yes. so so the break-in franchise, for those who aren't familiar, is a movie about, you know, the, it was sort of like the step-up movies before the step-up yes. movies, but for breakdancing. Yes. Now, now now remind me, I could be wrong. Does that does break into <laughs> electric boogaloo? Does that partly take place in uh in Venice Beach? It's Venice Beach, okay. yeah.
1: Yeah. So that Venice Beach, that South South Santa Monica, that scene over there that was like, you know, you remember that's where like, you know, Tony Hawk and like the skate nah. world was like all taking place down there too. And it's a beach culture. So so there's something super unique about just what like happened in that part of LA. Um but just just it's it's the bright colors and they're saving a rec center. It's just (laughs) it's so 80s and this little white girl wanna learn how to dance, you know, and her parents are like wealthy and she's down there with the street guys doing the street dancing, you know, and it's just like every possible trope ever is in this. But Ozone and Turbo, they dance on the wall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it like works.
0: It's, yeah.
1: It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're spinning on your head.
0: I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah. These guys are spinning on their head. It could be as corny as possible. And to be fair, Electric Two, Electric Boogaloo came out way before like movies that played on that same trope, like um, Dangerous Minds or something, where Michelle Pfeiffer teaches at like an inner city school. Like Electric Boogaloo Two was way before that. I also, <clears throat> I, I was so I wanted to put Die Hard on my list because, uh, oh, yeah, because like it's like a fish out of water story where uh, uh-huh. you know Bruce Willis plays a New York cop who has to take yeah. down terrorists in an LA skyscraper and they are like stereotypical LA business people, mm-hmm. just like loud yeah. boisterous. But the, the, what reminded me of electric Two, a uh, uh, breaking to electric boogaloo was when uh, Bruce Willis first lands and he's like that hard edge, L- a New York street cop and he flies into LAX yeah. and like, there are people wearing fluorescent spandex just as like their clothes. And like Bruce Willis yeah. just goes, LA my god and it's like LA's got it's own culture man like it, like LA sets trends you know and electric planet Los Angeles Doug. yeah yep. yeah. breaking to electric boogaloo yeah And because it is the fashion it's kind of like the it's just to a lot of especially like f- kind of flyover country middle America that's like a different world yeah. but it's an awesome world really that they want to be
1: a part of you know it really is just the 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 <laughs> The Cobra Kai bandanas tied to the side, like it was also L.A. too, which is the Cobra Kai, the bandanas, the, you know, the the punk rocker, like bracelets, you know, with the studs on it, that that was at some point hip hop makes me laugh even more. You know what I'm saying? Just this total goth punk look. Yeah. It's yeah,
0: you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it also shows like how how LA is is you know like not throwing shade at like New York, but still LA is the bleeding edge of of culture. Yeah. It still sets yeah. trends and it's exper- it's experimental. All right, so blood yeah. and blood out, breaking two electric boogaloo. Prop. What is your number three favorite LA movie,
1: bro? gleaming the cube
0: gleaming dude your picks yes. are it's making me want to take a deep dive back into like movies that i really loved uh uh as a kid so gleaming the yes. cube I, okay you're gonna have to remind me it's skateboarding not bmx right skateboarding that's right yeah
1: yes so i know the bmx one but this is skateboarding and it's uh is it Corey? it's one of the Coreys, isn't it it's not kevin bacon Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. Yep. Yes. Yeah, a young and Christian Slater. It's a young Christian Slater. It is Costa Mesa, so it's Orange County, and it is to the T Orange County. Yeah. Down to down to the uh, the social, like the geopolitical narrative that '80s movies took on. Right. The villain is a Chinese immigrant family mm. whose parents run a drug ring mm. and he falls in love with the little Chinese girl, right? But her daddy is this cartel runner yeah. from from Chinatown. Yeah, it's sort of, it's <laughs> you know sort it? of a Romeo like, like,
0: Capulets, uh, you know, like yes, it's these, and th- it's just, I'm like, this is the most 80s, like, <laughs>
1: again, man, just that, like, just the geopolitical part of it yeah. to be like, why the villain? It's just like either the villain is some sort of like, but they're always some sort of Asian. You feel me? Yeah. Like just like in the nineties, the villains were uh uh Middle Eastern. Yeah before that, they was Russian. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, this is it's it, this, this <laughs> is America, yeah. Right. But and the idea that he took out, he took out this this cartel with skateboards yeah
0: you know what i'm saying him and his skateboard (laughs) (laughs) friends yeah right (laughs) the xenophobia is problematic but also how you taking down gangsters with skateboards you know yes yeah so
1: let's let yeah put the xenophobia on one side the second side is the boy worked at a pizza shop and they all jumped in the back of a truck of a pickup truck with their skateboards and then and then and then the extended and the end the extended like just like freestyle skate session of him by himself doing these old school tricks that nobody did anymore. Like old
0: Ronnie Mullen tricks where you're just like, where you're basically like dancing on a skateboard. It reminded me of, uh, of the scene in, um, What's the the dancing movie where uh he, yeah, that that one's Kevin Bacon where, oh uh, Footloose d- yeah Footloose where he has to blow off steam so what does he do he goes to the abandoned warehouse on the edge of town and just dances, just dances. like I'm a bad boy <laughs> I gotta go just dance man I gotta take the boombox to the warehouse fogs everywhere for no reason yes, like is the warehouse yes. on fire why is there fog machines in there what's the, what's the... and why is everything backlit and and Kevin yes. Bacon's just just dancing just man the, it's just the same gyro. thing. With Christian Slater basically dancing on a skateboard cleaning. He's not yes. like hitting rails or, or no. you know, doing tricks. No. It's, it's very lame skateboarding. But this
1: fool jumping on a 405 freeway, holding on to cars on a skateboard. Do you know how hard it is <laughs> to go that fast on a if skateboard? When, the, you know when you, you get that, the, the,
0: wheels, start the wobbling, wheels start wobbling. The wheels start wobbling like yeah. that.
1: You cannot, that's not possible. <laughs> and, and the way he was able to turn, you know, Turn a corner on a downhill slope going 55 miles an hour, it was because he had a glove on his hand and he was able to put the glove on the concrete. Yeah. Now, if Sparks you ever ever hated right on a skateboard, you know that 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 is a joke. That's you <laughs> you you ain't got no hand no more. Like you this not there's no glove that yeah. can protect you from that type of speed and turn. Like, yeah. but by golly, boy howdy, did I wanna do that? I was like <laughs> that is the coolest life anyone could ever live.
0: I, I think that is like, I mean, honestly, the LA freeway could have its own credits on IMDb because along with it cleaning really the could. cube, it almost made my, I almost had speed on my list too. The Keanu Reeves oh, movie because yeah. what makes that kind of, I feel like an interesting LA movie is when you gets on the bus, like the, the, the filmmakers really tried to have it pr- like a very diverse cast, you know, mm-hmm. e- even um, uh, like, Keanu Reeves is such like an interesting kind of L.A. dude, and yeah. but it does the movie doesn't work without the L.A. freeway. Neither does *Gleaming no. the Cube*. You know,
1: yeah. that's part of the. Thrill if it's of not, it. and it, and and what I like about *Gleaming the Cube* too is like it's Orange County because that's what makes it like. That's what I meant by like, okay, you're a local. The fact that you didn't try to place this in South Santa Monica where yeah. all the skating stuff was happening. It was like, nah, because really out that's I mean, that's 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 you know, that's this the suburbs. And it's like, and it's a whole other culture down there. And they skate. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the the world surfing championship, that's Huntington Beach. Like yeah. that's that's Orange County, you know what I'm saying? So I just I loved it. I loved it, like. <laughs> they're still on the top gleaming the cube boy
0: dude i i would be down for this marathon so far blood start with blood in blood out get the heavy yes. stuff and then you get a couple pallet clean cleansers with breaking two electric boogaloo and gleaming the cube
2: so what are you gonna do kd you're gonna mess around out there in the streets till you get killed what's that sir you gotta think about your life Being a black man in America isn't easy.
0: All I'm saying is survive. All right, prop. Yes. What is your number two favorite L.A. Oh, Menace of Society. Oh, not dude. I I Come totally on, forgot about Menace Society. Okay. So for people, uh, for people that haven't seen Menace Society, which came out early 90s, I think. Um, yeah. to, you know, give a quick, quick synopsis of the plot and why you feel like it works so good as, as a, a story that's set in L.A.
1: So Menace Society is um, four dudes, homies, Compton, uh, heavily involved in gang life. One kid is just like what we call gang affiliated, which is something that's more, more the experience of most people kids in Los Angeles to where it's like we didn't gang bang we just lived in these neighborhoods so our brothers did our uncles did our cousins did our friends did so we were connected by that but you just a regular kid you know what I'm saying but you yeah. ain't afraid to like I ain't afraid to throw blows if I need to yeah. so anyway Kane is the main character Kane witnesses his friend murder this um, uh, uh, liquor store like clerk so he okay. murders him and it's the story of just living in this area, knowing this stuff's going on, knowing this stuff in the background, him and his friends like figuring out street beefs and you know, in all these different things. Kane's cousin gets killed, and uh this friend that's kind of like a white which is Lawrence Tate, which is like this this wild card is like, all right, well, we gonna go, you know, is exact revenge. So now Kane is just in this, is a main character, is just in this like cycle of just normal street violence and he has an opportunity to get out so Kane is like falls in love with this young lady which happens to be Jada Pinkett and um yeah and Jada Pinkett's got a child so Jada's like I'm moving to Atlanta I'm getting up out of this yada yada Kane's having just the the tear between um staying in the hood staying true to the homies uh or following this girl out of town he finally decides to follow the girl out of town and on the day that they're moving a drive-by happens mm. where this rival gang is exacting revenge for the murder of the guy that murdered Kane's cousin Kane protects the little boy who was going to get shot in his driveway yeah. and then Kane takes the bullet and dies and just so it's just it's just this story of like you know
0: Yes. Over and over happened because cycles of gang of violence, violence in LA. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, And I feel like that kind of is, I wouldn't say the very first, it's among the first in a long line of movies that have played on those themes. Even, yeah. you know, it was a couple of years ago, Straight Outta Compton uh, yes. came out that it really, you know, those kind of unfortunate cycles of violence, but also ideas about loyalty and and being yeah. loyal to where you you live and grew up and mm-hmm. you know i you know those have played out for a long time i feel like menace society is an underrated movie too that have you watched yeah. it recently it's been years yeah. since i've seen it
1: yeah i've watched it recently and what's funny is like the the plot's really hard to follow like there's yeah. like there's really there's really no like it doesn't follow good storytelling plot yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just vignettes of moments in LA life. You know what I'm saying? And at the time, Kane wasn't the the main character. He wasn't the best actor. You know, Lorenz Tate was killing it. Um, Jada Pinkett killing it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, MC8, which is like just this legendary like crip rapper from Compton is also a character in there. He plays like one of the OGs. You know what I'm saying? Um, But it basically captures, what it does is it captures every possible archetype in every scenario, he, he can't get this girl pregnant, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, he's like, that girl ain't mine. You know, the baby yeah. ain't mine. That girl's brother comes and tries to like tries to like, confront him like, you've you got my sister pregnant. You know, O-Dog, which is uh, Lorenz Tate's character, like stomps this guy out. Like, don't be coming in my projects trying to act all crazy. You know what I'm saying? Just all these like just different moments in being young. In the hood, you know what yeah. I'm saying? His grandparents being like, you shouldn't act like this. So it's just all these like there's a character who who gets like who becomes like a member of the nation of Islam and he gets real pro-black, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And y'all gonna stop washing this poison down your bodies, you know, not letting them drink their 40s. Yeah.
0: It's just every possible trope, <laughs> well, you know what well, I'm saying? But but the great thing too, is even even like the fashion, it's of that era. It's of yes. early 90s. And I feel yes. like a lot of people's Cross colors, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people's conceptions of like early 90s uh you know kind of Compton you know kind of hip the hip hop that was coming out of there it, a lot of that's informed by seeing menace to society you know yes. like in terms of like with the fashion and what people kind of talk and and, and looked and and, yeah. and and acted like great yeah. choice flannels, there. the dickies yeah, yeah all that all right so so blood in blood out breaking to electric boogaloo gleaming yes. the cube menace to yes. society okay Though you've bookended two like fun kind of Late eighties, early nineties with two like intense movies. Very serious. All right. What is your, what is your number one here? Prop,
1: bro. What would be your guess?
0: Oh, dude. I, if I could read you, uh, if let me, can I read you my honorable mention list and you tell me if it's on there? Okay. So this is my honorable mention. None of these made, none of these made my, my final Pulp Fiction, straight out of Compton, the usual suspects drive Friday. Training Day, Nightcrawler, Clueless, Boys in the Hood, La La Land, Heat, Magnolia, The Big Sleep, Speed, The Graduate, and a documentary called Straight Out of L.A. Was it on that list? It's on there. It, can you tell me the genre, action or comedy? Dang,
1: you actually, you actually you listed one that I didn't think of that I was like, oh, crap, that would have been dope. What's the, uh, what's the movie with, with Vince Vaughn when he's looking like the money, like the bomb? What's oh yeah when they uh, when they, it's like dick you're so money you don't even know it and they yeah, go to yeah. vegas, vegas yeah. swingers baby. swingers swingers yeah that's that, i should
0: have put that on there because I, like I almost put it on there but um but i no, I, I would the, i was the genres yeah i was almost okay, like i was almost like that's kind of a vegasy movie too swingers yeah. you know uh, all right so so the genre uh, of your number one genre is comedy is it friday of course. I, I knew it had to be. Like, I was putting number together one. this list and I consulted somebody else and they were like, dude, if Friday isn't on your list, you're a poser. And, number one. It, yeah, number one.
2: Now your mama told me what happened to you yesterday. How the hell are you gonna get fired on your day off?
0: Okay, so Friday, at the time... One of the funniest movies ever, like ever, because it, it was like a new genre of comedy, like the comedies that were coming out of Hollywood at the time. You know, there were still sort of like the, some like, you know, kind of harder edge R rated comedies, but they were yeah. more or less like long SNL sketches. Friday yeah. was something totally different. Tell Dude, me. Tell me why you put that number one on your list of
1: favorite L.A. movies? Number one out the box, John Witherspoon. So yeah. you're just like you're the you're one of the funniest humans on Earth. Right. It's so, dude,
0: it's true. And so many he was so underexposed to people too,
1: you know? Yeah, well, he was underexposed to anybody outside of like just like black Hollywood, mm-hmm. like cuz he was in Boomerang, he yeah. was in all these other flicks that we all was like, "Come on, man." You know what I'm saying? So John Witherspoon number 1, right? Number 2, uh, it introduced us the world to Chris Rock or Chris Chris Tucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His character Smokey, um, the fact that it was Ice Cube, right, was like the, the gangster rapper like this is Ice Cube like yeah. this is so we remember him in the Jerry Curl with Boys in the Hood and it's just like oh that wasn't a fluke like this this fool's
0: like a well, he's an actor it, it, well, you know what it, I'm saying it gave Friday credibility too because yeah. at at the time Chris, Tuck, Chris Tucker he he was I mean I think a lot of people when they first saw him he was just pure comedy like he was so funny it wasn't long before he kind of took over Hollywood for a minute you know where Chris Tucker shortly after this became one of the highest paid actors in the world when he did those you know kind of you know comedy yeah with with, uh, Jackie Chan but this movie when you had Ice Cube bringing credibility and you had a legit like up and coming superstar it really created kind of a magic formula for that movie
1: yeah yeah there the there's no it's the ensemble. There's no one on, there's no weak link. No one. Everybody in that Debo, Smokey, like Felicia. We still talk about by Felicia. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? These, these moments, they're on the porch how you get the premise, how you get fired on your day off,
0: right? Yeah. Just I mean, mar- even that their- elevator pitch, getting fired on your yeah. day off is a great pitch for a movie because just the synopsis is funny, yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. How you get fired on your day off, <laughs>
0: right? Every
1: There's not a moment in there that you're like, this is, this is open any door in South Central Los Angeles, any yeah. door. This is their home. Yeah, whether it's from the furniture to the characters, knock on any neighbor, Miss Parker across the street, bro. For we had one; it was Miss Gonzalez. Mm. We was like, she fine as hell. I don't understand (laughs) why Miss Gonzalez is so fine. You know what I'm saying, right? The 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 homie Junior's mom. We was like, damn, Junior's mom is bad, right? So just all of that. That. The ice cream truck sells weed. That that's I didn't know anybody else and do I I thought, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I thought that was only my neighborhood. <laughs> but, I didn't know it was a thing until the movie. Yeah. Where I was like, Oh, word. This happens everywhere. Like, I yeah. was like, oh, is this L.A.? This is. And you knew which ice cream truck was the one that yeah. was the drug dealer because they ain't never really had no ice cream. Yeah. It was like these. Sold out again, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. these dusty old candies. And you're just like, man, you ain't got no. Well, man, you ain't got no like
0: you got no Choco Tacos, bro. Like, nah. So he's selling chaco chacos. Hey, you know the other thing that is the hallmark of a movie that's lived on really well is if it if it gets new life in meme culture, right? Yes. Like if yes. if if a gif from that movie regularly shows up in your Twitter feed, which I feel like from Friday it is. Like it's that the guys like turning their head, you know, yeah. like yeah. yeah, like that's I still see that weekly. Uh, it, you yes. know, show up on Twitter. That's how you know yes. it made an impression culturally. And
1: they still, and it was a lesson. At the end of it, where you fight with these. Yeah. You live to fight another day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like John Witherspoon still gave you the game. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Gave you the business. And we still to this day afraid of Debo. And yeah. small bike punk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just yeah. everything. So huge
0: and menacing. Yeah.
1: Yes. There's not one corner of that flick anywhere that you're not like even there, even the sense that the me and Jay Gibbons have talked about this before when you running from somebody right knowing which house has their side gate open <laughs> yeah. so you can run through the side and gate no hop dog the fence or something yeah yeah well, who got a dog you can run through the side gates hop the fence and be on the other side of the street you know what i'm saying so you you all the way around the corner before the car even knows so just knowing those things that's just growing up in LA because our houses are back to back to each other you know yeah. you just you got to know which gate's open you know, who ain't got a dog, hop that fence, be on the other side. Maybe if you, now if you're real smart, you're going to hop another one, right? Yeah. And now you're three streets away, you feel me? and just in which tree to hide behind because you can't see it from the street you know what i'm saying like yeah. this is stuff when you don't gangbang <laughs> yeah but you among gangbangers
0: well and that's the other thing too it's like this is a movie made for people in la by people in la Yes, you know yeah you really get a sense of of kind of those things obviously it's hyped up for the comedy but it's still you. Get yes because again it's like a place you know yeah
1: it's not about getting social it's not about the worst of us hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. it's not about the problems of the city it's yeah. just us living through it just the the humor the 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 totality you know his mama going off to work his daddy going off like our parents work like you know what i'm saying like our parents work we got crushes we got neighborhoods you know what i'm saying even the bully is like is uh, uh, uh dynamic you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. you know what i'm saying like everybody it's like you know all of it you know my mama gave me that chain like you know what i'm saying like
0: that's funny but it's true it, you know it, yeah. because it, the other great thing about the, those characters it's like it's very easy when you're making a comedy like that for the characters to become caricatures you know what i mean yes. like they can get overly yes. cartoony but mm-hmm. i feel like friday it's funny and everyone's slightly exaggerated but there's also humanity to the characters yes. in the movies
1: you know Yes. Superhumanity and like down to the porch, the bars on the window, the just the angle of the street, the time of day, all of it. You're just like, this is South Central Los Angeles. Yeah, this is it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, dude, that's a good list. Now I'm in very intimidated to present my list because you you're a a fourth generation LA native you know real LA movies versus some of the ones on mine okay I have a weird one for the first one I don't don't want to spend a lot of time on it but I do think the first time I saw it 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 left me like kind of like you ever watch a documentary and you kind of feel weird after watching it you know it's like I was entertained and compelled but I kind of like sad after it's a it's a documentary came out in 2007 called Confessions of a Superhero and basically what they did is they followed four people who portray uh, uh, superheroes on Hollywood Boulevard. So if people haven't ever visited oh my gosh. visited LA, particularly outside um, of the Chinese theater, where yeah. you know it's kind of the big tourist attraction where you have the Hollywood Walk of Fame and, and stars, if you go there, there are people who dress up every single day as either like cartoon characters or superheroes, and they make their whole living by getting their photos taken with tourists. Uh, it's sort mm-hmm. of like an unofficial little uh, kind of weird job market market you've you've I'm sure you've experienced them number of times kind of walking around down there
1: yeah that really you, just you saying that I got like my heart kind of sank you know because yeah. I had some friends that were like third street promenade performers like Santa in Santa Monica who like you know and uh you know make a little extra money here and there you know what I'm saying um and then some of those dudes down there I remember were like in little subcultures of like whether it's like break dancing or graffiti, you're looking at this like street performer and you're like, this person's actually a legend yeah. in our like small world. And it's crazy to see him down here like performing on Venice beach, yeah. but making an honest living. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. So then when I think about like that, that like superhero character, like my heart just went, oh my God, dude.
0: Well, yeah. y- y- they've, the, the film follows four of them and you get four kind of unique LA stories.
2: First came out here, it was yeah, I had no intentions of becoming an actor. So it just kind of came to place. At least I'm doing what makes me happy, so. You know, I'm out here seriously trying to make a
1: name for myself.
2: What am I trying to achieve? I want to become a leading actor.
1: I just sold my Super Nintendo, got me a Greyhound bus ticket, and
0: headed out here. The, the woman who, and a lot of them are still active today. Like, I mean, this movie was made 13 years ago, and some of these actors are still out on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, the woman, uh, Jennifer Wegner, you know, she kind of has that. She came, she was a cheerleader from Middle Tennessee, went to yeah. L.A., studied at the Groundlings, a story oh you've God. probably seen a thousand times play A out. thousand times, yeah. And she's, you know, spent most of her career... Portraying Wonder Woman on Hollywood Boulevard, uh, you know yeah. another guy is an orphan, L.A. native, but claims to be like the the orphan son of like Hollywood royalty. But now he, you yeah. know, made his living portraying Superman. The guy who played Hulk, uh, you know, was homeless in L.A. and yeah. you know he supported himself. If people are looking for a really interesting movie about a little tiny slice corner of L.A., yeah. it's called Confessions of a Superhero. Really yeah. compelling documentary. That's
1: crazy, and how true it is to yeah. be like you like again as a native you know that you're like you walk by a dude like doing a little street thing like that like i said like you're like that fool's actually a legend or yeah. like i'm literally listening to this person's album right now yeah you know what i'm saying like it's i right now in my headphones i'm listening to that guy's album from 10 years ago yeah. you know and you're like well there he is yeah Yeah. it's great
0: and it makes you appreciate the humanity of a lot of the street performers because it's still la still the place where the best in the world go to try to make it you know what i mean and so even the people who may not be up on the billboards that maybe get kind of uh you know busking on the street corner are still super talented people that have really yeah
1: i always say that like the person serving your coffee probably played guitar on bruce springsteen's last record yeah and is the greatest guitar player for the next for the in like a in like a forty mile radius, yeah. Like no one's better than this fool, and he's just tired of Hollywood. Yeah. He just wanted to go make coffee,
0: you yeah. know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that, that movie really kind of helps capture the humanity. Wow. All right. I I, I want to see, I'm interested where you stand on my number four pick. And the okay. reason I like it is because, uh, my brother used to live out in LA and I would go visit him from time to time. And I feel like I met so many dudes that were like the dude, my number four pick is the big Lebowski about a dude in LA who just chills out all day and has made it his whole mission to do as little as possible other than bowling. Yes. Uh, but in typical kind of L.A. noir style, the Coen brothers, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of imagine what if we took that kind of like burnout, older L.A. dude that just kicking around, enjoying life and put him in this crazy, violent mystery about missing, you know, a missing ransom money. It is hilarity and weirdness ensued in this sort of, you know, kind of uh, bumbling adventure across L.A. Prop, what's your take on the the Big Lebowski, man? It's uh, I can't believe I forgot about it. Do, do you okay? But as an LA native, do you feel like that captures like that kind of I weird have, side? I,
1: yes, because it's a it's a part of LA that as for me, you just kind of like you go to that like that's yeah. that like people don't understand how grimy and disgusting Hollywood is. Yeah, like it is a filthy city. Yeah, like physically, it's yeah. gross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so and there are dudes
0: like that that you're just like.
1: How do you support (laughs) yourself?
0: Well, that's like he gets asked that movie. He's like, "Well, I roadied for Metallica for a couple years, and he's just kind of been living off that." You know?
2: Come on, man! I'm not trying to scam anybody here. Uh, You know, I'm just uh, you're just looking for a handout like every other. Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're
0: Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, That or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know,
2: El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Uh, Are you employed, sir? Employed? (laughs) You don't go out looking for a job dressed like that, do you? On a weekday? Is this a... What day is this?
1: You just know it's dudes like that all over the city that's like... It's just like it's two o'clock in the afternoon. The guy's in full black because he's just, yeah, he just roadied once and
0: <laughs> he's kicking it,
1: the man. guy just like walks into Amoeba, you know, the record <laughs> store. And you're just like, I see, this, you're like, I see this guy in Hollywood all the time. I see him on Wilshire all the time. He's yeah. not homeless.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you're just like, what? <laughs> And the question is like,
0: what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. The question is, is that person figured it out? Like, do they know the secret? Like they're not part of the rat race, man. They're just kicking around. You figured it out. You're kicking it. And you're just like,
1: so then you start asking the questions. It's like, is it like, are you Fred Astaire's son? Like, (laughs) Are you just like, you're just Hollywood royalty. Yeah. And you just don't have to do anything. It definitely does. It's a, again, almost like the other one you were talking about. It's a very unique sliver. Yeah. Of the of of the Hollywood L A thing that are it that is uniquely Hollywood. Yeah, that like that specific part, the one o one freeway, that specific area yeah. has that guy, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, it's I, one of the, everybody loves uh, that guy. Yeah, everybody loves it. I love the Big Lebowski. All right, yes.
0: all right. So uh, confessions of oh, a superhero, Big Lebowski. All right, number three. This one I was on the fence on. I was going to put Die Hard here, but this one I don't feel like. I don't think I'd ever watch it again, but I remember the experience Uh of watching it the first time. And that movie is Mulholland Drive by David Lynch. Oh yeah, and and, and David Lynch himself—one of the weirdest filmmakers in the world. Most people's exposure to him is through Twin Peaks, um, but yeah. he's sort of a surrealist filmmaker. And yeah. you know, you were talking about films that are sort of vignettes of LA life. This is yeah. vignettes of a nightmare of LA life. Yeah, um, I was like, yeah, I was like, wait, that movie's scary, right? Yeah. yeah. So so David Lynch himself called it a love story to the city of dreams, but it's a David Lynch love story. So it's super weird. Super but, weird. But it's about an aspiring actress who... Uh, you know, gets into a car wreck, can't remember anything. All she finds is a blue key and that blue key kind of sets off this kind of hunt through L.A., through the film. But again, it's the plot. There almost really is no plot. It's kind of nightmarish vignettes. There's a scene in that movie where they go, where two of the characters go to a place called Winky's Diner. By the way, I feel like Mm -hmm. diner culture in L.A. is unlike diner culture anywhere in the world. Yeah, it's like nowhere else. and, And, you know, the guy describes a nightmare he has about seeing this kind of strange figure hiding behind the diner. And it's sort of this symbolism of like, hey, LA's a cool place. And there's a lot of cool stuff, but you got to be careful because there are kind of sinister elements with the entertainment industry, yeah. with, with kind of predatory people in that industry that prey totally. on young, talented people, that there's so many interesting metaphors. Muholland yeah. Drive such a creepy film and I probably wouldn't watch it again, but I also don't feel like you can... I, I feel like it's important to the LA canon
2: So you had a dream about this place Tell me Well <clears throat> It's the second one I've had But they're both the same They start out that I'm in here But It's not day or night it, It's kind of half night You know It looks just like this, except for the light. And I'm scared like I can't tell you. Of all people, you're standing right over there. By that counter. You're in both dreams and you're scared. I get even more frightened when I see how afraid you are and then I realize what it is. (laughs) There's a man in back of this place. He's the one who's doing it. I can see him through the wall. I can see his face. I hope that I never see that face ever outside of a dream.
1: Man, I gotta, yeah, I gotta go back to that one because I remember it and I remember being like, yo, this is creepy and I'm never watching this again. But yeah. Uh, also, as a side note about Mulholland, um, that person, the man whose last name is Mulholland, is why there's water in Los Angeles. Oh, really? What would he pipe it in? Yeah, he piped it in from Sacramento, which there's that the only natural water (laughs) is in Northern California. And he made (laughs) the aqueduct that goes from Sacramento all the way down to LA. So, like, so that's why Northern Cali is always has. I think historically it's still like, man, I don't know about Because it's a desert. Like, yeah. L.A.'s a where desert. You, yeah.
0: Well, you know, dude, I'm glad you gave that piece of L.A. trivia because I had in my notes one other piece of L.A. trivia about the Big Lebowski. There's okay. a scene where uh, the dude ends up at this guy named Jackie Treehorn's house and there's this wild LA party happening but the house uh-huh. has the most insane architecture ever you know like kind yes. of very mid-century modern well it turns out that's a very uh, famous uh, house in uh, in Hollywood it's they, it's known as the Sheets Goldstein residence and it's ain't it you know who owns it in real life it showed it showed up in like 5 movies uh-huh. who owns it in real life james goldstein he's the dude that when you watch lakers or clippers games that's sitting courtside next to jack nicholson and he wears like those oh big snakeskin hats and oh my like, god he's like 80 years old but he you that's would, crazy he's still living a life of like a you know 24 year old like he's nice.
1: old school hollywood
0: <laughs> dude super old school long hair but you know who i'm talking about like he's a fixture yes. of la basketball yes as soon as you said it,
1: you were like the guy sitting next to Jack Nicholson. I was like, oh, my God, that's him. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I like would- the snakeskin leather pants and all that. It's the most... It is the the most like... Yeah. 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 It, there he is he's a cartoon of himself yeah
0: and, but he and loves it yeah. he owns it you know and he loves it and the yep. other thing too as i love he never divulges where his money came from he's fabulously wealthy you know yeah. but he yeah. ne- and i like i think that's an la thing too don't worry about oh, where the you money know, you came from yeah it. yeah yeah you never even
1: even like the thing of like hey so what do you do like fools would be like oh well you know i play golf i like cars like they're never going to tell you their job yeah because yeah. they're like well we're not defined by you know? yeah.
2: like,
0: oh, <laughs> well, you know I'm in hey but again and maybe like, those people figured it out you know but exactly yeah, but yeah a piece of trivia jackie treehorn's house Allison the Bigelowowski is actually owned by James Goldstein. Um, okay. My number two, and I, I want to hear your take on this because okay. um, I feel like this one walks the line of like what people, what of like LA stereotypes, but also kind of what is fun about thinking about LA. And that is mm-hmm. the original fast and furious movie. And here's oh, why yeah. I put it on the list. It's like one, everything in the movie is cool, right? Like There's Dom, that. Dom Toretto, Johnny yeah. Tran, like even the names are cool.
1: Yeah. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all that.
2: For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free.
0: You know, for people, I don't know who hasn't seen Fast and Furious, but it's about a cop who infiltrates a car car theft ring and and gets involved in kind of car culture, which... I, one thing about that whole franchise, which right now is one, still one of the biggest franchises in the world, even though the first movie, they're like stealing TVs out of the back of the truck, yeah. and by like four movies later, they're like racing nuclear subs in Antarctica, yeah. and the next one's yeah. literally set in space, but the first one's like an LA store, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is before we're sending uh, Vin Diesel oh to the, yes. the International Space Station to save the yeah. world. He was knocking yeah. off DVD players from the back yes. of a truck in a Michigan Yes. you know like yes. is it different but that's what this charm of the movie was it, <laughs> yeah a diverse cast it, it really like loyalty and family are two of the major themes of that whole franchise yeah. and again i feel like it's a sort of a stereotypical view of la but it's also a fun yeah. one what's your fast and furious take? it was also like
1: an, an important moment in time in i feel like getting trying to get into like car culture was like a uh like a rites of passage for anyone anywhere within a five to 10 year age gap above me and below me. Mm. Like, you know, you, but it was like this, this specifically when that came out, it was like the lowered, like Honda Accords and civics and, you know, and the preludes and like that, just this, like this certain, Type of car, you know the Mitsubishi Eclipses and like, but like it was like your high school thing. Now, granted, in my experience, those those kids were a little more wealthy than us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you were able to do it, yeah, right.
0: And, and it tells like the story it tells is actually pretty small. It, it yeah. lets it lets the the setting be the story of like, yeah. hey, you guys want to go race cars in LA? It's like, yeah, all right, that's the movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. Yeah.
1: And even going to those race cars. I remember that, like, my homeboy, one of my best friends right now, like still to this day, my homeboy Holden. Like he had the he had a freaking prelude. He had the little Honda prelude that he hooked up and put the kit on and yeah. all this good stuff. And I just remember thinking, where do you get the money to do this? Like how y'all
0: how y'all doing? I mean, it's dope. But like, how y'all doing this? Like, I, the, I saw Fast and Furious in the suburbs of Virginia Beach. Okay, so yes. uh, you physically almost as far as you could be away from L. A. in the in yeah. the United States. Uh, but you know, even it was though, everywhere, d- dude. Dude, leaving that movie everyone was out there revving their engine all of us like 17 year olds Uh, borrowing our dad's like suv like ford explorer just like let's do it let's go man
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah nah i I mean i went to a few of those races with my homeboys and i was just like and then if you blow a gasket i'm like how much money that gonna cost (laughs) you know what i'm saying like all i could think about i remember that time was being like dad this how y'all paying
0: for this? Yeah.
1: Your mama pay for this? (laughs) Your parents, your parents down to pay for this
0: hobby you got? Well, well you listen, it? the Fast and Furious guys resorted to stealing a safe from like Rio what de Janeiro yeah. in, in Brazil. Three mo- so they, they're not, they didn't have money problems later. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, 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 they. All right. My final movie. This okay. one, I hadn't seen in a, in a long time. I rewatched it recently and it's uh it's sort of in the neo-noir, sort of that stereotypical hard-boiled detective story and it's based on a James Elroy novel and James Elroy's written a lot of interesting stories about uh, LA and kind of, uh, crime and, and, and police, but it's about police corruption ultimately and mm-hmm. revisiting the movie LA Confidential is the film. Oh, yes. I, I revisited it recently oh. and there are so many things in that film that are so present. Uh, you oh know, my God, I forgot about that. You know, it, it's about a, it's about good cops and kind of crooked cops and, and yes. what they're willing to do to cover up for each other. But it also shows the very sinister side of the entertainment industry where, you know, this is a film about cops uh, in LA, uh, the the main character is 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 a guy that is fighting corruption. Um, but yeah. it's also about you know the sleaziness of crime and the and the kind of the avenue they use that the criminals use in this. I feel like the the metaphor is more applicable now than it was re- when it was when it was released Absolutely. in the mid nineties because the criminal he basically um he pays these prostitutes uh that uh for th- their cosmetic surgery so they resemble celebrities and yes. then he basically connects politicians with these prostitutes who now have had cosmetic surgery to look like uh, movie stars yeah. at, to, to blackmail politicians and that that's yeah. a critical plot point in the movie and when you think about Instagram culture and you think about totally. sort of um, and this isn't an indictment on like the Kardashians but sort of what they've come to represent about this way that you can kind of look like a celebrity and kind of sell yourself to this idea LA mm. competition initial not only is a fantastic detective movie it, yeah. it is loaded with metaphors that are more relevant almost 20 years later than i yeah. feel like they were at the time
2: they were three cops who had nothing in common freeze what are you doing here hey you know me i'm keeping the streets safe boys one would do anything to get ahead you're truly prepared to be despised within a department yes sir i am one had his own brand of justice
1: how's it gonna look in your report it'll look like justice
2: That's what the man got. And one loved the spotlight. What exactly do you do on the show, Jack?
1: I teach Brett Chase how to walk and talk like a cop. I forgot about that flick. And it is, yeah, it is iconic. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah, even around just like the police corruption. um, Yeah, everything you said, just the play with like industry and Hollywood, like um, that, the, the, the role industry, the role of the entertainment industry is in, plays in everything in L.A. It's just sprinkled on everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, you're you're, you know, we made a joke about like there's a joke about like, on Instagram like headshot day or something like that to yeah. where it's like we all have headshots.
0: Oh, every kid I yeah. know. Yeah. We all got and, headshots. And, and, and you know the, what I'm saying? Like, and, and, you, and, and, and the movie plays with people's, not just like that culture, but people's desire to be a part of that culture.
1: Yeah, and desire know? to be a part of it. So like we all would we, you went on an audition. I can every every person I know and grew up, we all went on an audition somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, so just that that interplay with like why would it not be a why would it not be um almost like a mafia level like and why and why would you not think the police ain't in on of course they're in yeah. a, like there's too much money to be made. There's too much and you have too much access. So of course they making money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like like that I oh my gosh, I forgot about that flick. That is
0: yes. Nineteen ninety seven nominated uh, for nine Academy Academy Awards, including Best Picture. And yeah. if people are looking, you know, especially like younger listeners because the movie came out in 97. And so yeah. for people that haven't seen it, it is a true American classic, but I feel like a lot of the themes uh, are still really relevant and it, it still Literally. holds up. At, you know, yeah. it's. I will say this, Kevin Spacey's in it, which he's sort of become a problematic figure for, you know, yeah. yeah, behavior off camera. But, uh, uh, you know, he's in it, Kim Basinger is in it, Russell mm-hmm. Crowe, uh, you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of those guys before they were really household names. So L.A. Yeah. Confidential, uh, a great one, too. So so prop real quick. I'm going to do both our list. You had Blood in, Blood out, Breaking to Electric Boogaloo, Gleaming the Cube, Menace to Society Friday. I had Confessions of the Superhero, The Big Lebowski, Mulholland Drive, The Fast and Furious and L.A. Confidential. Prop, dude, I feel like we should do a marathon sometimes because now I was like, I got to watch all these movies again.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I have to re I have to re watch.
0: Yeah. Definitely Big Lebowski. I gotta go back and watch that. I yeah. gotta go
1: back and watch LA la confidential yeah it's going down
0: yeah well prop dude this was so much fun man i feel like i got to i got to sit down with a real real la insider and 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 see if uh (laughs) see if my movie takes hold up against uh, the great your
1: honorable mentions were good too man
0: oh thanks man dude there's so many great movies in la i feel like we could do five podcasts about this you know i
1: know dude i know well
0: dude this was a blast man hey it's fun doing the pod but it's also fun catching up buddy (laughs) vice-versa <laughs> well hey so terraform coming everywhere people check prop hip-hop.com uh for more instagram and twitter it's at prop hop right yep all right i'm ordering some coffee today because my uh right now my duncan bag uh yeah that I've been no, leaving, no, no no your you choco know. nuts yeah not gonna <laughs> yes all right prop thanks buddy all right bro all right man